everybody. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Relationships. I'm the money chick. And you know what? I have realized we work things out or we act it out through our money, through our health, or through our relationships. So this is why Rita and I are here today because she is the relationship expert. And she started telling me this amazing story of how to get this crap out of our bodies from all the relationships that we've had in the past and how do we get rid of it fast? So I was like, we gotta do this live. So if you got stuff you're hanging on to and you don't know how to get rid of it, stay tuned. All right, Rita, I'm gonna let you go with this one because I okay. think this is fantastic yeah. and I am absolutely fascinated by Are it. you fascinated? Okay, good. Cause it's fun, <laughs> but it's not, it's not something like I like share with people very often. So a lot of people don't well, know about you, me. Thank you for sharing. Cause oh. I know that's not easy. It's not, it's not. Because, you know, it's, those are, it, they're the quirky things that I had to uncover from the depths of my soul that, that worked for me. And it had to go against all common wisdom. It had to go against what the world was telling me. So, but it worked. Really get that. I have a story on that one when you're finished. Oh, do you? Okay. Well, people might not know a lot about this about me, but I came from um, a background where I was molested a few different times um, by the same person over the course of uh, like 13 years, no, no, 13, 10, 11 years. Uh, Cause it was like four to age 12 or 13. One of them was a group setting. And um, my sister was also involved in the group setting and uh, she was being molested at the same time. While all this was happening, my brother, uh, the firstborn son of my family, had um, the first year of his life, there, wasn't, there was something just not quite right with him, I guess. And my mom could tell. And at year one, he started to have epileptic seizures called infantile myoclonus. And the seizures on this one-year-old were so intense that they caused irreparable brain damage. He became a vegetable, period. And uh, so my mom, who was pregnant with my sister, had to make a very hard decision. And the decision was to put my brother into a nursing home because um, there was just no way they had the ability to care for him plus have more kids on the way. I mean, it was terrible. What a terrible decision yeah. to have to make. Yeah. Fortunately, my mom is one of the most, she is such an emotionally strong role model for me. Mm. So that was going on. And he lived to 13 years. So I was, uh, he was five when I was born. And so he was already in the nursing home. My sister was already born. She was born the year after. And then I was born like four years later. Right. And uh, my dad was a heavy duty Catholic, Irish Catholic, you know, and so he married my mom, who was Lutheran, who um, converted to Catholicism and his, my dad's family, like wrote them a nasty letter because she wasn't Catholic. She was Lutheran. And even though she converted, it didn't it, matter. Yeah. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Cause you know, the silly things we do. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> so there was this big rift between my dad's family and my and you know and the family that they were, were creating. And then here's my brother, a vegetable in a nursing home. That my sister and I only met him like two, two, three times in our lifetime. 
um, and the last one was at his funeral. You know, we only saw him very rarely, but the family would go visit once a month. We'd stay in the parking lot, hang out there while my parents went inside. So it was this secret. Yeah. There was this secret. So all during this time then, ta-da, we end up being molested. <laughs> Just pack another layer on, right? Right, exactly. And so my sister, you know, struggled health. We both struggled health-wise. But my mom is, my mom and dad are just, they're really very loving people. And they are wonderful role models for me. And my dad, of course, struggled, you know, and, and dealt with his emotions the way he did, but right. never took it out on us. You right. know, it was just always distant and angry. Yep. And then my mom would be there for anything and everything. Right. But she was so focused on trying to keep my dad steady that, you know, my sister and I, had to kind of learn how to walk up the hill on our own. Right. And so um, this was my childhood. Right. So it caused a lot of challenges for me, mm -hmm. physically, internally, because right. as an empath with a highly sensitive nervous system, um, it just, it, it made it even bigger. Right. And the, my household wasn't one where you could really get angry. Right. or throw tantrums or slam doors because we were too frightened that everything would just fall apart. You right. know, it's on eggshells. Yeah, all the time, all the time. I had very strong physical reactions even years after I moved out to a car pulling in the driveway because it was always like my dad. So it was my dad pulling into the driveway. I would imme immediately have this physical, strong physical reaction and have to pee myself, of course. Right. The other trigger I had was um, footsteps on the floor above me because I got really, you know, you can identify footsteps and I could tell, but I'd always have to tune in whose footsteps are those. Right. Again, so, eggshells. Yeah. Years after. Right. I, I would still have these triggers. So right. I had triggers around sex. I had triggers around family, around men, around anger, around all of it. Right. That's why I ended up a healer because I had to figure out how to right. how to reverse this stuff. Otherwise, I would lose my mind. Yeah. So I spent, you know, I hit my my uh, bottom at about thirty, and I said, I can't, I can't keep doing this. You know, I, I woke up every morning angry, so angry, rageful. I'd be puking every morning. My stomach was knotted and sick. Um, I was constantly dehydrated and, and didn't feel, I mean, it was horrible. It felt like um, every time I tried to do something good, my nervous system was holding me back, yeah. right? right? So I was on the fast track to, I have to figure out how all of this works because I refuse to live like this anymore. So that's when I went into shamanism. That's when I went into, you know, some of these more esoteric sorts of things. Yep. And I didn't because, like- Because, and I want people to hear this, it's because the traditional ways of doing things don't work to heal, right? So, and, and when you're looking for healing on a quantum level, you know, there, scientists are now figuring out that there's sound healing and quantum healing, holographic repatterning, energy work, like things that aren't in the mainstream, but- if they're becoming more mainstream. You're starting to see, that's why I like Dr. Joe Dispenza's work is starting to expand a bunch. And, 
you know, and there's lots of other healers, Panache to size energy work is expanding and all that stuff's happening because we are not finding solutions in traditional therapy type vehicles. And, right. right. Or it takes too long. You know, if you're going to do right. a sweat lodge, you not only have to ask somebody and have them respond, and then you have to build the lodge and you have to cut the wood and you have to bring the water. And so in order to deal with my one issue of, you know, somebody cut me off in traffic, in order right. to deal with that- it doesn't really work. Like I gotta go to a sweat lodge. Right, it's a two week <laughs> process. It is so slow. Okay, well then let's go to therapy. So you go to therapy at two o'clock in the afternoon, you're perfectly fine because you're already in your ego mind trying to solve problems. Everything's suppressed. There's okay. nothing to talk about. You're like, what? I want to hear my same old story about my sadness again? Why would I yeah. do that? This is ridiculous. So, and, and therapy works, but it, it takes so long. Right. And so, so I want to point out to those who are watching that it's, it's about when you are now, so you've gotten yourself to a place where then you can be the observer of what your behaviors are doing and you can interrupt the reaction, right? That's, so now you're able to observe it and, and interrupt the reaction, but yet it still occurs. Right? Yes. Yes. So I just wanted to point that out to people who are listening, because I think that's important to, to note. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, you know, you just because you've intellectualized something doesn't mean that your body has let go of it. <laughs> I love that phrase. Because disassociation is one of the easiest ways for children to handle an overstimulated nervous system from strong emotions from the people around them. The problem with kids being molested is not the action. The action is innocuous. I mean, we do worse things to kids when, they, when we're trying to heal them, getting surgery or, or making them right with their left hand instead of their right hand. I mean, we impose so much more suffering on children than the, the actual action of being, you know, of, of what happened in the sexual, usually, you know, for, for most people. Um, there are, of course, horrific cases, but for most sexual trauma and molestation, the problem isn't the action. The problem is the energy of the person who's doing the abuse. Mm. So their energy is so dysregulated, is so conflicted, is so off balance, is so screwed up. And kids feel that like right. sponges and they absorb it. Yep. And then it, until they seriously start to work on those things, the, anything that reminds them of that situation, you know, a similar carpet, a similar color, a similar smell will trigger them. And then we just keep suppressing it and get another layer of cortisol and another layer of cortisol and another layer of cortisol um, as, we, as we ignore it. Right. So it actually gets bigger over time. It's not like it gets smaller. The longer you ignore it, the bigger it becomes until right. you're not able to ignore it anymore. Right. Um, and, and the reason for that is because we then continue to attract people and experiences in our lives that layer it and keep building it. Like this is why we wind up in relationships and marriages that come that layer the abusive person from your childhood or the per you know and, and abuse can come in different ranges it could be emotional it could be mental it could be physical 
And, you know, so often we only recognize the, the physical, you know, somebody's just a nasty talker. That's, you know, that's abusive, you know, on some level. And I know some people would laugh at that. You know, I'm like, ah, you don't know. You know, my, I, I have someone in my life that used to say, you don't even know what abuse is. This is nothing. I'm like going, so that justifies how you're talking to me? And how like, sad. Right. Like I'm going, oh, so it wasn't beating me to a pulp like your mother did to you, but but you can still communicate that way. Like what? Like I, I just can't fathom that. I didn't have parents that did those things to me. So I was just like going, well, why, why would you do that? But so it, it's, we have to understand that the reason you're in the relationships that you've been or why you keep repeating the relationship with a different face and a different name is because you have to heal this trauma itself that is buried from your childhood, whatever that was or whatever that experience was. And, and I, I really, when I finally, you know, admitted and, and said to all of the therapists and stuff that we've been talking to since our divorce, I, I finally, the light started to be shined when I finally then just said, hey, here's what's going on. I was sexually molested by a Catholic police that was a family friend. And I figured that out actually after my divorce because it was buried in my subconscious mind from a hypnotherapy appointment. And it came to light. And then it turns out I've had multiple family members molested by the same guy. So it, I was the catalyst to open it up for my whole family. So now everyone's on their path to healing, hopefully. And um, so that was my trauma self showing up. My ex-husband had an alcoholic mother who beat him to a pulp. And so he had his trauma self. So the whole relationship was just one trauma going after another trauma and and not realizing that we weren't actually coming into the relationship from a place of the core of who either one of us actually were. Yeah. And he probably felt on some level proud of himself that he didn't physically hurt you. There is no doubt. There is no doubt that he restrained himself and left it only for verbal abuse in his mind. You know, yeah. I'm just he would always, he would always say, I never, ever, ever want anyone to experience what I have experienced, you know, but again, um, we come to the place of, but well, I guess what I want to say about this is that when you shine the light on it and you just start to communicate, when I started to just put that out there to the attorneys, all the games stopped. All the game stopped because I said, this is not a him issue. This is not a me issue. This is two traumaed people acting something out. And let's just do the right thing for our own children. And let's just get to that place. And it has been this dance to get there. Um, and, and, and every day we get there a little bit closer. What's, what's fascinating to me, you know, I have this other teacher, his name is Elliot Eli Jackson. And he has helped me incredibly um, in doing one-on-one -on -one sessions with him to um, understand the, the biggest piece that women do not do is we don't step into our power. So in these, if you think about the patriarchy of the past, the patriarchy of the past, you know, the women just folded to what the man of the house did. And yet my generation, that was not so true. Like, Yes, that was my parents, but that was not necessarily 
how I was raised or any of us our age. And so Elliot Eli Jackson really helped me realize that if I stepped into my power and if I showed up differently and if I communicated differently, and, and, and along with the work, Rita, that I did with you in terms of helping to get it physically out of my body, but it was about me becoming a divine feminine leader. And a woman leads different than a man. And, and I really had a huge, huge breakthrough this week um, in terms of the issue of codependence. I was always trying to wrap my head around codependence. And again, this is about you shine the light on the codependence for, you know, this is in particular my case. And all of a sudden, it all made sense to me. I had this other woman, um, Christina Lopez, who I follow on YouTube. She had a sec segment on codependence. And the way she packaged it, I heard the message. You know, it's not that I hadn't heard the message 50 million times before, but I heard the message in terms of when you operate as a codependent, you're not addicted to drugs, alcohol, food, anything, anything bad. You're addicted to people. And I was like, addicted to people. So I have always tried to fix other people's things. And that naturally came because I'm the second oldest of 12 children. So I had to fix everything in the house that I grew up in. You know, that was just the role that I played. And so it's like, I never think that there's anything wrong with helping people, but I came to learn that it's not okay to do it at your expense. So when you put the other people before yourself, that is codependence. And I was like, this is where all this stuff that we've been talking about, self-love, self-care. So I literally have been spending this whole week working on getting it out of my physical system and my energetic system of all ties of anything that operates as this addiction to people and fixing it for people. And it's like, no, 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 just fix it for yourself and allow people to have their own experience in life. And then you untangle your addiction of codependence. So it's interesting because the problem most women have is they don't know how to get that stuff out of their body. Right. Which is why when I met you, it was like all these things unlocked. I was, because your body keeps it in there and then you keep repeating the patterns. You're like, oh, no, 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 my mind knows not to do that anymore. But my body's going, here we go again, here we go again, here we go again. It's kind of like an addiction to sugar. It's almost like the same thing. So talk about that because this is where I yes. am absolutely fascinated about this. And this is why you can't get out of your patterns and your shit. Right, because your body holds you back. Yeah, okay, so let's, let's go after the body. Let's go. Okay, so this is, on, honestly, I've spent my life studying this stuff. And, look, and tweaking it and refining it and, and getting it dialed into what really works. Okay. So the, the thing I've been doing, which I am now promising myself to do all the time, is I have a, a brainwave meditation. And when they brought the monks over in the 70s and they put the little sensors on their head, they said, <laughs> oh, look they've got two to three more brainwave patterns than the white 20 year old drunk college students do. Imagine that. <laughs> so, you know, who they do all the that uses lab experiments in the past, white right, girls, right, right. they're right. cheap. Right. So monks came over, they said, oh, look, we've got three more brainwave states. 
and uh, isn't this cool? Well, time goes by and they created right. a meditation that right. takes you through all the brainwave states. The cool yep. thing is, is they've been exploring the Lambda brainwave state. And the Lambda brainwave state is the one where you have um, experiences with God and spirit and your higher order of thinking. And yep. it's like raising your consciousness. You can right. see things from a, an eagle view, yep. from a higher perspective. Yep. So the cool thing is, the lowest, um, the lowest brainwave state, the one where yogis sit in the snow in a, you know, in a little loincloth and they don't right. freeze. Right. That's the lowest, slowest brainwave state. There's a jitter in there that's the same um, wavelength as lambda. So if you go down, 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 it naturally hooks back up to the highest brainwave state. So that's the way to get there. Instead of exciting, you can relax down into it. Yep. So I've got this brainwave meditation and I have these concert speakers because I used to do concerts here. And I decided, well, it's the pandemic. I'm not doing concerts. I want to do something <laughs> with these speakers because they're great and I'm an audiophile. I love this stuff. So I've got these great concert speakers. They're about a foot and a half off the ground and they're pointed towards my shiatsu mat. You know what? Let me just show everybody what this looks like this is why i love you why because you're just open and you just don't do like you cut to the chase and let's get it done and let's heal this is what i love <laughs> okay so that's your mat no nope, we're walking outside all right okay so that was my mat and my speaker oh no 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 okay now we're back. That was my mat and my speakers. I had to get closer to the window because my Wi-Fi is only by the front window. <laughs> Otherwise it starts okay, so I've got these speakers foot and a half off the ground, big speakers, mat in the middle, and, uh, and they're connected to a mixing board. And I hook up this brainwave meditation. So these speakers are pointed at my mat and physically take my body through the different brainwave states. So it's not just listening to it on a headphones. It's my physical body is being vibrated at the same wavelength as this meditation. So I'm getting a whole body meditation. You know, when you go to a good concert and um, they've got good speakers and it's live, you can feel the music. That's what this is about. This is about feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It, it vibrates everything. So my whole being is regulated. And when it's regulated, I detach from all stories. I can make a shopping list. I can think about chocolate. I can plan for Easter, whatever. I, I'm no longer attached to what's going on in my body. Right. So I've been reading things which piss me off and scare me. Like um, money. You know, why am I, why, why with the money, you know, why do I do the thing with the money coach? Because money's been my thing. Wealth and money's been my thing. So um, I'm reading, uh, uh, and I should get, then start reading your book too. I just look for things that trigger me. And then I lay there and I let my body process through whatever physical sensation got triggered. So, and it's, it's cool. It's like there's anxiety and then a bigger space is made around where I was feeling. It's almost like my nervous system has a new set point. Yeah. 
and then it allows the space I was holding the tension, it like collapses, it surrenders, it finally relaxes, and my body starts to nourish it. Instead of being locked down, my body starts to nourish it because I'm holding a bigger container for myself because I don't have a story. Mm. And I'm not physically feeling my story. So I'm making my shopping list and my body's just going through and feeling whatever it needs to and letting it go. Right. An hour of this, I can clear out decades worth of things. And if people think, oh, wow, I finally found the solution. I can heal myself. Do you know how many years you've been building up cortisol in your brain and your body's been holding on to it? It's not going to be a snap of the fingers. You actually have to clean it up and clean it up and clean it up and clean it up. But the cool thing is, is when you actively let your body let go of its stress over and over and over, your body heals itself. You come, you become more innovative. Your body works together as a, as a system. Yep. 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 It's like you evolve as a person. You so do. this is fast. This is the fastest way I've ever found to clear out body triggers and evolve. Right. Well, and, and it doesn't have to take forever. So if, you, if you're a person who's watching, who's, you know, tried therapy and you're doing therapy, it's not saying that you stop the therapy per se, because that's what you know. And that's probably where you're comfortable at. But we're just saying, try some of these other modalities that we know from our own experiences that will get you there way flipping faster because you've got to physically get the trauma out of your body. Stop talking about it from a mind level. We have to get there to a body level because otherwise you'll stay on the treadmill. Right. You're going to keep going. And trust me, I thought it was all going to be taken care of when I got divorced. Hell no. None of the work even started until after I got divorced. When you finally had a safe space, as long as you're being- That's exactly what it was. Because after I got divorced, the PTSD that I had was off the charts. Literally one of my kids would scream and I'd like hit the floor like someone who spent time in war because it was coming at me, coming at me, coming at me. And that's why I finally just moved my kids into a hotel room and said, I can't do this anymore. I need space. And, um, and it was just like, whoa. And you do then, you have to do the work to physically heal. Yes. Um, and, 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 I can, and I think this is why I've really enjoyed the work I've done with the shamans because that too is body work, you know, works on healing the physical body. You know, but, 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 and I like the shamans that work with where they have the music going on with the healing session and all that stuff. Cause it's, it's sound vibration. If you guys have never heard of this before, this brainwave entrainment stuff that Rita's talking about, as well as sound meditation thing, sound waves, healing waves. Like I remember being introduced a couple of years ago to this thing called rife frequencies, R-I-F-E frequencies. If you have any issue going on in your body, go on YouTube. You can, Tony Robbins travels with a rife machine everywhere he goes. It's a $15,000 machine. And because it clears your physical body of whatever came in and it's sound healing. They have realized that different diseases have different megahertz. So whether it's autoimmune disease or a cold, like literally if I start sneezing, I turn on a right frequency cold or sore throat. 
and it's like 10 minutes long. They're right on YouTube. They're free. And I will drive in the car to my office and I'll listen to it and repeat over and over again. By the time I get there, that twinge in the bike of my throat that I know a sore throat's coming on is completely gone. Well, and that's- I started testing these things. Yeah, that's the cool thing. We can, when you go through all the different brainwave states, you're hitting everything. You're getting your whole system. And the reason I don't work with shamanism anymore is because it would take me an hour and a half. No, it would take me eight hours. It would take me eight hours to drive up to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan in order to do anything. Right. And eight hours back. Or flying to Costa Rica to work with the shamans. Right. You know what? And you nailed it. You can do it in your car. If you've got a halfway decent sound system in your car, yep. which most people do anymore, right. you can listen to something like this. Go, go to a dam, go to a park, you know, park, look at a beautiful scenery, bring some books to trigger you, have this over your sound system, and it will vibrate your whole body into healing. Yeah. And it will take it through all of the all of the different states and it, it heals everything physically, mentally, and emotionally. And it keeps you in a level place so that you can unpack and process through the things which are making you sick. So you, you and I totally figured it out. Right. Well, and I want to comment on something Allison um, said here. She said, God will heal faster than anything. He gives all of your joy back. My viewpoint is the fact that God has provided things like right frequencies and shamans and stuff like that. Like those have been created. God is the creator, you know, and whatever your belief system is, universal energy, God, I really think it's all semantics, but it's about the fact that these tools and these indigenous tribes have held on to these traditions all these years that we're now realizing going, there is much more magic to this and quantum healing that I believe that God in the universe provides. And so um, I, I, everything is vibrational. You know, meditation is vibrational. Um, prayer is vibrational. And you it's know, the vibration where... of love. I mean, that's the thing. Right. It's, I it's just all, saw a quote. The vibration of love. I just saw a quote this morning that said, Jesus wasn't Christian. Um, Buddha wasn't Buddhist. And there was one other one. And then he, or a couple other ones. And then they said, they were the, the old, they were not a Buddhist. They were not a Christian. They were, um, their religion was love. And that's true because there was no Christianity or Buddhism until after they became who they were. But they really all, what all of them teach is love. Right. And it's physically, physically, measurably, love is the and compassion, um, self-vibration. It's, yeah, it's the highest vibration. It absolutely heals everything. And I found out something the other day about the Buddha. You know, when he sat underneath the Bodhi tree, what he was doing was he was shining a light on all of the dark areas of himself. Mm. And by doing that, he processed through and let go of the emotions. So when I'm laying on that mat with the meditation or am I, I'm in my car with the meditation, I'm shining a flashlight. I'm on the same path that Buddha to get to enlightenment. It's all the same path. Right. Yeah. That love, that shining a light, that being okay, letting your body process through, letting go of your story, that's the path to enlightenment. So if you want to be Buddha, this is the way to go. If you want to be dysregulated, 
then hang out with people, you know, on Facebook that are having political arguments. But if you want, <laughs> if you want to be regulated, you those are a bunch of dysregulated yeah. nervous system. That's for damn sure. First. Well, and that's where we have to realize, like, it's it is an addiction when your nervous system is unregulated, which causes your heart to stay closed, and you can't have an open, you can't live in heart-based consciousness when you have a dysregulated nervous system. That is one of the biggest things that you've taught me. And, um, and we deserve it because we all know when we feel loved, we all know when we're loving to other people. And we, we also know when we're not. And, um, and, you know, I just know that all these patterns, whether it's a codependence pattern or an abusive pattern, you know, I, I had a dear friend, um, call me about how he just finally admitted that he repeated the abusive pattern that he experienced as a child. And it is literally killing him literally. And, um, but I had a whole different viewpoint when he called me and I said, because he, he too was working out his trauma, his trauma and his wife's trauma. They were, they were projecting it back and forth. Right. And it, it finally, like when he repeated the pattern of what happened to him, that was the wake up call that finally made him interrupt the pattern that was going on. So it doesn't go to the next generation. So at whatever stage that you are at, you know, he, I know he called me because I would hold just a space for him to shine the light on it more and talk about it. And, and in a place of non-judgment, because you know, no one is perfect. And, and no matter where you are in this journey, whether you're the one, you know, projecting or, or being projected upon, um, you know, I always thought it was me being projected upon and I didn't so necessarily realize that I was being an active participant in it. That was, that's a big statement for me to say right now, a few years later, um, that, once I could understand like what my participation is and cause I, you can't change anyone else except for yourself. And, you know, I give huge kudos to my friend who decided to like, stop it. And, and he has had this profound sense of freedom in the last two weeks. And he is, he's terrified. He's scared. He's, I go, but keep holding, like I kept holding the dream. And I still, to this day that I believe my children are better off with mom and dad, both in their lives. I have no idea necessarily how we get there because it's still not perfect. But guess what? The kids are building muscles. Me and their dad are building muscles of how to now interface in the world without peeing these family um, uh, of generations of, you know, abuse. Uh, and, you know, one of the things when, when um, the abuse was uncovered uh, from the priest that came downhill with another person in my family, um, they had shared with me that they actually uh, were taught that, you know, many times if, you, if you're dealing with drugs or alcohol or something like that, or overeating and you've got too much weight and that's how you've been dealing with it, you know, uh, he learned um, really quickly that, you know, he wasn't an addict, you know, with what he had going on. It was actually that it was his trauma that was going on. Cause there's two different pathways that can happen in your brain. And it was fascinating to me because when he came back and he said, you know, 
if you just really deal with your trauma and find that core wounding, there is this profound sense of freedom and, and, and just hold a safe space for that then to continue to blossom and flower. And, and it will, but you have to stay in a place of wanting that, you know, otherwise you'll just go to somebody else that'll repeat it all over again. You know, my boyfriend and I were laughing about it this weekend. Like we went through another one of those learning layers together and he goes, well, you could break up with me and you can go on and do it with the next guy, but I prefer if you stay and work it out with me. And I'm like, all right, let's just stick to it. Let's work this shit out. <laughs> like well, now we're having fun with it. Yes. You know? And that's the key. You need to, yeah. you, you really need to have fun with this and, and look at it as coming back to love. I think the thing that gets most in our way is we don't believe it'll really work. We don't really believe that if we love ourselves and we treat ourselves well and we give ourselves some space to breathe. And I mean, you nailed it on the head when you said you had to take your kids to a hotel because you had to get some space. And what we're doing physically is we're giving ourselves a bigger container, a loving container so that we can collapse what's been holding on. We can surrender what's been holding on and we can finally, our body can finally nourish it, nourish that space and let it go. But we have to create a healing environment for ourselves. We have to choose a healing, safe environment. And then we can go and reflect and feel and let it go. But right. as long as we stay in the reactionary space, then we'll never heal and it'll just keep spiraling down and getting worse. Right. Yeah, that is true. And, and it's, how, how bad do you want to call in a crisis? You know, like my friend actually repeating the pattern and how, do you, do you want it to go all the way to that place, you know, or do you want it to be mitigated and, and have the courage to step into, and you may not know how, and that's okay. And this goes back to the process that I walk clients through all the time that no matter what happens in your life, like you you can shift it by focusing on the new dream. And, and I had someone say to me going, well, I think I've now lost my kids forever. I go, only if that's the dream. Is your dream to lose your kids forever? He's like, but I have no idea the system's gonna take them away from me. I go, not necessarily. I go, you keep holding that vision and put on your refrigerator, put on your vision board, put on that, that you have this you know, thing and you, you have no idea how when you do your work and you show up differently in the world, like me showing up and being actually a divine feminine leader, you know, this week, I, I was really tested um, this week and I was tested in the place of, I had, you know, we have legal co parent coordinator that makes recommendations if we can't decide on things and things of that nature. And her recommendation to me was, Jewel, he won't meet, call your attorneys. And I keep going, God, I, and, and, and the comment that was said back to me, I'm not afraid of a courthouse. Go ahead, hire your attorneys. And I'm like going, I sat with it. I literally, because I'm now in such a place where I am not in a reactive mode, not all the time. I mean, people around me daily are going, well, I don't know if you're a hundred percent there, but I am way less reactive than I used to be. Like I've probably got 10 or 15% of reactivity left. 
I yeah. love that. Yeah, because that's what happens when you do this. That's right. the change that happens. We Correct. go from feeling crazy and like we're jumping out of our skin to enjoying our life and being able to problem solve things, you know, rather than be in a crisis mode. Right. And so this week I, I literally sat with, you know, a year ago, six months ago, I would have been on the phone with my attorney and the whole battle started going back and forth. And then I'm writing a check for $20,000. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm like, all right, spirit. I don't know how we're going to get there, but let's do this. And, and what started to happen is when I did not do the predictable outcome and the push, and I just kept like going, okay, I'm going to hold this level. I, I, you really need to let go of every behavior every attack, every, everything that's happened to you before that point, almost as if it didn't exist. Well, and the and, way you do it is create an environment with flowers and music and songs and, and love and sunlight. You create an environment that keeps you safe so that you can stay present. Totally agreed. And, and, and so it was interesting to me that as I responded, going, I would really appreciate if we could set up an appointment. We still don't have the appointment set, but there's been collaboration on other things. And, um, you know, it was interesting, Elliot Eli Jackson, just a week ago, because I was like, I know I'm not supposed to go down this fighting path again. I know I'm not. And I said, I just want to handle this from a higher level of consciousness. And what is that? And he said to me, your voice is calming to him. You should call him on the phone. I'm like, you are nuts. Like, <laughs> that was my response. I was like, um, because we've been only communicating through a software where all the attorneys can read everything. Right. Because you because it wasn't safe. Yourself. Yep. I, that was the way I protected myself. Mm -hmm. So I decided to just call him about my daughter's medication. I'm like, Hey, I just want to call and make sure I got this right from when you're at the doctor. And you have no idea how, cause he's coming from his trauma self too. He's dysregulated uh, and you regulate him with your voice. Exactly. I think I'm a healer. People think about having an appointment with me and they calm down. It's right. the craziest thing. It's nuts. Because my energy is so focused on that Buddha nature path, right. that balance that people even thinking about me because they've got an energetic attachment, thinking about me, they calm down. Right. Uh, getting into my presence is astounding for right. people because it immediately right. brings you down into a centered place. And so again, it's this deeper, again, I always say it's like peeling an onion, right? It's a deeper layer um, of getting to this place. And, and also it's, it's shifting it. I know when I shift, we, I don't know if we realize this wholly, hardly. Families have traumas. If you do your healing yourself, it heals it for your siblings, your parents, your kids, because the energy is changing. It makes it okay and normalized and just a problem to solve instead of something that we have to be frightened about, which is why we put the bookmark in our brains so that we could protect ourselves until we could protect ourselves. Yep. Yep. 
Well, and I, and it's been really fascinating to me. And I think that's you know, the biggest uh, evidence I got on that was when I did my work in releasing the sexual abuse trauma from the Catholic priest, then all of a sudden I had no, I had zero, zero idea that it had impacted multiple family members in multiple generations. Yes. And, and, and this was another piece that my other family member that pointed out when he went through his training that uh, of knowing he, he, he didn't, didn't have addict issues. It was um, just trauma that he had to deal with that um, it was really fascinating in the fact that you can really, really, really heal that piece inside of you that um, by doing your work, it's, it, you have no idea the ripple effect of how that's going to really detach people from their stuff who are connected to you. Because every single person in your life is a result of the energetic magnetic force that you have put out there as a trauma individual. So, so I want to just for a second, you were talking about your family and how there was a pattern in your family. So I need to point out that traumas are inheritable. So even though you think that you experienced a trauma that was yours and yours alone, somehow you inherited a mindset or a belief or the physical trauma in your system or it was imprinted on, on you and you continue to repeat the same pattern that was repeated before you were born. And what my other family member had learned in his uh, sessions was that we thought it was on one side of the family. It actually, they said, it really usually very rarely is it only on one side because your parents came together because it's on both sides. Exactly. And their parents came together because it's on both of their sides. Right. That was fascinating to me. So I started to realize I'm going, oh, now, and it may not necessarily be the same kind of abuse or maybe not physical abuse or sexual abuse like it was with the Catholic priest, but it was other mental stuff on the other side. So I used to be a kindergarten teacher and my goal my entire life was how do we stop kids from reliving the trauma patterns that they've inherited? because you found even in your own life, because your family struggled, you know, your, your kids have struggled with, with the things that were in your past. Yeah, my Michael wound up in an experience, while not on my watch, that <laughs> pressed all those buttons, yes. Like, so it was repeated again, almost karmically, <sighs> because, it hadn't been worked out yet. Can you imagine? This is why I love you as a parent. You are one of the best parents I've seen. Oh, you're welcome. You. It's so true because the key to a better world is if we teach our kids how to bring themselves back to the light and that it's okay to come back to the light right. and let themselves let go of the traumas that they've inherited so they don't have to keep repeating it in their life because you don't want to have your grandkids where something like this happens to them Correct. and if possible well, you want to avoid your kids having it in the first place by teaching them how to take care of themselves emotionally well and that's that's the thing that again you taught me when this 
episode happened last year with my son that um, we turned it into a growth opportunity as opposed to a trauma. And it was interesting. So the courts had forced then uh, my son to get therapy. And uh, now that all the restraining orders have been put on, who can't be around? Um, and <clears throat> what's been beautiful, so it has been five months of therapy and um, he has just started to unpack that experience. So it has taken that long for him to now unpack. Right, but it took you until you were in your 40. 45 years, or 40 years later. Exactly. Yeah, it took me 40 years. Five He's months. He's done it in five months versus, versus 40, 40 years. years. He is on some quantum light speed <laughs> process because everybody else who that happens to, they bury it and it dogs them for the rest of their life until they get sick, until they get diseases because their body can no longer tolerate that injury. Right. And, and, and you know what, for those of you who are parents out there, um, I have really, it's hard. It's hard when you are watching your patterns repeat then with your kids and you know, but you don't necessarily know how to interrupt the patterns. I have this client that I am forever grateful for. She had walked into my office for the first time the week I filed for divorce and she had just gotten her divorce. And I said, how do you feel you found your freedom? And she said to me, I just wish I did it when my four kids were young. And I had four kids and they were young at the time. And I just filed and it was the hardest thing that I ever did in my entire life. And because her kids are repeating their patterns in the twenties and, you know, me to your point, Rita, you know, my Michael getting his stuff done in five months versus 40 years, booyah. So no matter what age you are or your kids are, there's no time like the present because it's time for us to shine the light because we have bigger and better things to do on soul levels and get going being this amazing soul. I would say that if you've had a lot of trauma and a lot of stuff happen to you, it's because you're a really, really bright light and lower vibrations and energy, dark forces are trying to keep you from the amazing work that you're supposed to do in this world. Well, and they're attracted to, you know, part of the healing I've done was recognizing that as a bright light that I was as a child, because I was, I was an empath. So I was constantly doing things that made people feel good. People right. wanted to, to be around. So of course I would attract the pedophile. Right. Because I was shining out like a beautiful light and they were trying to heal themselves. Right. Doing that with me was how they were trying to heal themselves. It doesn't, it doesn't excuse anything, but it's, but it makes it not about me anymore. You know, it's not because I did something wrong. And right. if, if you knew how to avoid your Michael having that experience manifest in the outer world, if you had known how to re, re keep that from happening, you totally would have done that. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to go from reaction consequence, you know, okay, let's clean up the mess now that the windows broke. We're trying to start addressing kids when they're younger 
for because the things we do that parents can create a home for themselves that keeps their children regulated before trauma after trauma whatever and yeah. the tools that we teach kids can use as as young as you know four or three you know that let's get ahead of the game and stop this pattern of manifesting abuse in our world and that's what i do when i work with women is i help them create an environment for themselves and for their kids so that we can avoid all of these traumas in the first place and heal them decades, literally decades faster than they've been and keep them away from sickness because suppressed emotions physically makes your body sick. Yep, it crystallizes in your body like layering. And then that crystallization then eventually creates disease. Mm -hmm. I've mm -hmm. seen that, I, I have watched people, I'm like, hey, if you don't deal with your stuff, eventually your money goes out the door and your health breaks down. Yeah. one or the other or both yeah and this is how i wound up in this because i was like you know we have compliance problems financially because um people are working their emotional stuff out with their money and how they use it as a power play or they're a victim because they have all this debt and the banks own their life and like it doesn't show up in just one world like this is how i wound up even talking about this stuff because I found this interrelation between all these things. And I'm going, this is the real life planning people need. And this is why me being a life holistic planner, you know, even though I'm a certified financial planner and I do finance, this is so interrelated, you know? And it's so fun to um, give people this profound sense of freedom that they've been starving for. And really the money shows up and the money fixes itself when you deal with everything that Rita and I have been talking about today. Hence why I've got my mat with my speakers pointed at it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, a, I'm dedicated to, to unpacking more and more and more because, you know, we have not only our generation, not only our traumas, but we have all those generational traumas. And right. if we really want to break free out of that gravity of the past yep. that keeps pulling us back and avoid having the future be a complete, you know, mess, because we've got all these things in our body, you have to dedicate time yep. where you are safe, where you can let your body finally let go. And the way that I do it is vibrational therapy keeps me grounded. Totally. And then my body just tenses up and lets go because it starts with, you know, a tension in your belly. And then you live with that for 10 years. And yep. then it starts to become heartburn. And you live with that for five or six years and then it starts to become so you know, true. Some, some weird disease where your stomach lining is eating itself and then you start on all these doctor's appointments and then it turns into something worse you know yep. like cancer or your family falls apart or now your kid Lord. has cancer you know because it's always passed down and like magnified generation to generation so it starts with something small, like, oh, I don't like that, but we hold on to it and totally. holding on to it and re-triggering over it. And the worst part is when we don't have anything to tie it to. Like I could say, hey, I was sexually abused, feel sorry for me. So people, you know, I, I had an ace in the hole. If I got into an argument, I would pull my ace in the hole out of my, park, out of my pocket and I'd say, do you really want to be mean to me? I was molested, <laughs> you know? 
because it's a it's a word that that you're right exactly why there's no resources for families because nobody wants to touch that stuff yeah but if we don't deal with it if we don't let it go it makes us sick and it That's makes so us true sick. and we you know what we deserve to thrive yeah be abundant in our money in our careers in everything like this is what i call real wealth the process I walk clients through, which is why I'm giving my book away for free. So I put the link in there below for any of you guys who are watching, you just have to pay for your own shipping because I want us to all to be living from a place of what I call real wealth, where you are happy and joyful and loving and everything and anything that has been up until this point in your life, we can drop it like a hot potato. Boop. No problem. And I know most of you are like going, yeah, Jewel, but I got my bills and I got this and I got that. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like going, I am telling you, you may have to walk across a bridge, but you can drop it all like a hot potato. I have helped thousands of people do this and I know it can happen. You just have to decide that you want it bad enough. Yes, you have to decide that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and you don't want your kids or your family or the next generations to suffer for things which were nobody's fault. Right, totally. It's just, a, it's, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't shame somebody for, um, for, I don't know, for, you wouldn't shame a child for having cancer. Right. There's no way you would ever do that. And so it's the same thing. This is just a problem to be solved, but we haven't had the keys to how to solve them in a fast, efficient way. It was always like vague, like become a Buddhist or, you know, go do an ayahuasca ceremony or it became very complex and complicated. Yeah, it doesn't need to be complex. Nope, so and it can be fast. Simple solution. So Rita, if people need some one-on-one -on -one help, how do they get a hold of you, honey? Yeah, um, ritahickmancoaching.com. Uh, I work with uh, rewinding those toxic relationships. And if we can avoid having things happen to kids, I'm all for it or, or shortening their, their time. And so I work with women to help them create an environment for themselves that's healing and for their children that's healing and how to learn the hacks, how to learn the things which directly talk to your nervous system and bypass the brain. Yep. They just talk directly to the body, tell the body to let it go. And you don't have to go through all of these goofy stories about I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or my parents didn't love me or I don't deserve to be loved. You don't have to hold on to those anymore because right. yeah and they you don't have to filter through them you don't have to obsess you can just yep. go yep plug directly into the body yep. and clear it up yep well everyone thanks for hanging with us this week we are here every thursday 9 a.m and uh if you have a specific situation that um come join us on a panel here with us because you know what um, we want to help you guys. And we know that whatever it is that you're dealing with, there's a lot of other people dealing with it. So if you'd like to come live on a panel with uh, me and Rita, um, we're all over it. All right, you guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thank and we'll see you, you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.